Ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 47. Tonight, we are proud to announce that we are now being hosted by North Central Indiana's Rock 98.5. We think this is going to be an excellent partnership. And joining me this evening is Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey, hey. And backing him up is Teabags. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's... It's... T-Bags. Too hot for TV. Hey, how's it going? Good evening, gentlemen. I've never actually had to call in backup. That's exciting. <laughs> and you don't want T-Bags backing up. That's all I'm going to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, welcome back from hiatus. It's been a nice little uh, time off since episode four. A lot going on on my end, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been busy. But in the meantime, we've missed a lot of new music. There for a while, we were, we were pretty on point hitting all the new music every week. And uh, being away for a few weeks, you really... Yeah, it just gives us some uh, momentum, though. We're ready to get back at it and review what's coming up now and maybe pull back some of those that we missed. And just a little news for everybody. Next week, just in case you didn't hear the last episode, the mini-sode that I did with Liza McClellan, T-Bags and I will be traveling up to Hamilton, Ontario on March 4th to see Dave Quartet perform um, at a place called This Ain't Hollywood. And they're going to be performing the full 2112 suite uh, that they recently did they're going to be performing their own stuff especially uh, i believe heaven and hell which is another 20 minute beauty and then um i think they're going to be performing some tool as well so we're pretty psyched for heck yeah that'll be jealous that's awesome <laughs> we can put you in the trunk and take you up yeah right hey if you do that then i don't have to worry about getting a passport you don't have to have a passport you get one trip up with a I believe driver's license and um, your birth. You just can never leave. <laughs> Get your trip that, up there. That can be a little. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So ten bucks is the ten cheap, cheap, cheap show, and uh, so we'll put you in the back seat. Welcome aboard, Monday. <laughs> all right. All right, fellas. Let's get into it. <clears throat> we missed while we were gone. So, um, what did we miss on? Well. Most of what I want to talk about is pretty recent within the last few weeks. Uh, my oldest one is, uh, you know, Stabbing Westward is one of my favorite bands. Have been ever since I first heard them in the 90s. And they put out a new EP called Dead and Gone. And it's the first thing they've released in, oof, I don't even know. I didn't look it up, so I don't remember I how I think long it was 96. Something, uh, no. Was there something after was, that? Yeah, because they had an out. I, I saw them in like, uh, I want to say maybe 2001. Because 
Yeah, one one of my children was about to be born. I'm pretty sure it was Justice. So, <laughs> but, so that was their last album. Was like around then. But uh, but yeah, this is just a it's just a little five track EP. It's got three three new songs, two remixes, and it's pretty awesome to hear them back. It sounds like the same old Stabbing Westward with some you know, updated production. And I mean, they were, they were, they're industrial band. So it's all, you know, guitars and electronics anyway. So, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. I looked it up and their last one was 2001, their last full release. And then, um, yeah, you mentioned that they sound like the same old stabbing westward. And that's, uh, I know you mean that in a good way. That was like one of my notes after the review was like, it's not. It's not like they don't change and they don't grow, but man, it was just they're just as on point as they were back in two thousand. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you play the first song, and it's they just it sounds like they're back. So, mm-hmm. and it's pretty great. It's uh three of the guys. It's uh, man, it's Christopher Hall, who is one of my favorite singers ever all time. I love him. I love his voice. The emotion in his voice is insane. Uh, Walter Flackus, who does like the kind of the programming keyboards and that stuff. And I believe the guitar player whose name I cannot remember right now, which is horrible, but those three guys were in the band way back when, and then they have a new drummer and the it's a super catchy um the chorus is definitely super catchy in the first song um dead and gone yes uh, yeah i when you initially sent this out i thought you were saying uh, hey let's check out the title tracks <laughs> so uh, or, or listed the song so i listened to that one first um that's definitely not my favorite song on there no. crawl is my favorite one yes and what i found interesting is those two songs are pretty similar in uh in the feeling or the some of the meaning behind it, but I felt like the lyrics and crawl were so much um, than, than dead yeah. and gone. I, there was, for me, I think dead and gone was a little melodramatic, but then I think crawl was more po- um, kind of pull out the emotions a little bit better for me. And I really dug. Um, Stabbing Westward has always leaned really heavy on the heartbreak. So that's <laughs> what the majority of their songs seem to be about. Uh, apparently, you know, Christopher Hall, who does all the lyrics, is a bit of a, I don't know, sensitive, sensitive boy. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, a lot of heartbreak in their stuff. And Crawl is actually, uh, he recorded a version of that with his band, The Dreaming, which he formed after Stabbing Westward broke up. Mm. And the original version of Crawl is just, it's kind of an acoustic track. So they, he kind of took that and fleshed it out and all that for, for this. And it, man, man, it works. Which I, version do you song, prefer? Ooh, uh, I really, I, uh, that's, it's a real toss up. It really is. I mean, it really just kind of depends on what mood you're going for. It's it's so both versions are so heart wrenching and man it's good, really good. I have to check that one out because I I didn't know there was a version. Yes, um, I think I texted that to you guys before. I think both you versions. Did. Yeah, 
Uh, what was the name of the other EP that I, I think I asked you, Jeremy? I just noticed it was released too. It's another four. Uh, That's like a piece from Stabbing. That's a I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. I is I W O. Yeah, that came out in like '92, but they re-released it, self-released in 2019. Oh, I just saw one that just it just. That's what it looks like on Wiki. Okay. So um, I would say that we uh, all agree that if you have not listened yet, you should definitely check out Stabbing Westward Dead. And Yeah, and the last thing I'll say about that is I feel like I feel like you should listen to it and then work your way backwards <laughs> because it's they're great through and through. And I, re- I remember like when Ungod came out, and I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan, it was, uh, there was a lot of like wannabe Nine Inch Nails bands that kind of came out around that time. But they were just kind of doing their own thing in the industrial world, and and I listened to Ungod as much as I listened to Nine Inch Nails albums back in the day. So, work your awesome. All right, Tony, what's something we missed yep. while we were gone? Well, it's kind of not exactly as hardcore as all the stuff that we've been um, talking about and listening to lately. But that uh, Haley Williams from Paramore has put out a. Uh, solo EP. I can't remember exactly what it's called. I think it's like uh pedals for armor or something like that. But, um, simmer is one of the singles off of that. And I really love her voice. So I watched her sing it. Um, I think in one of the like British acoustic studio versions. Um, but then I watched the video and the video is really pretty cool. And, um, it's poppy, but it's really weird because to me it mixes like, um, a uh oh Frida Mingus who I love um it's kind of has a feel of like how she sings and Radiohead's vibe with the way that the music's done a little bit so it's still poppy don't get me wrong but Paramore I had a hard time getting behind because it felt like it just wasn't enough one way or another of something that it was like kind of riding a line and I liked them but it was kind of disposable for me but her on her own, it's just kind of really kind of neat to see her branch out in like an artistic way. And then I still get her voice, which I love. So um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out Simmer or not. Yes. Uh, I watched a video and I would agree with you that I would be much more likely to pursue her as a solo artist than I, I just, I never cared about Paramore. I felt like it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I never really cared. It's funny that you say, you talk about Free Dominguez, which is awesome. I love her and the Kidney Thieves and all that. And I, I kind of, I hear that. But what I wrote down was it kind of had a bit of a image and heat feel. And uh, yeah, some good. of that I got from her cadence, the way she sang and the way she <laughs> used the syllables and what she stressed. And Yeah, you're dead on there. That's right. I thought oh, that... <clears throat> what I really dug about the cadence and the the starts and stops, I feel like mm-hmm. the choice to do that in this song was perfect because she was sort of having this internal struggle mm-hmm. about you know gutting this guy or right. or maybe um, you know maybe taking the high road and and letting uh, letting this person off the hook or forgiving them and it was sort of a battle that she was waging within herself and so the starts and stops were kind of like that hesitation of how she felt about this so i thought that was really cool and her voice was yeah it was excellent 
speaking of that, when you're talking about like her struggle, there's a line in the chorus, I believe, where she says um, how to draw the line between wrath and mercy. And I really like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't checked out the full EP yet. There was another song on there I liked, um, but I'm kind of working my way through it and we'll see where it goes. But I was impressed with this effort. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I see where that comes from now. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, Jeremy, real quick, uh, just a little shameful like self-plug or whatever. But uh, when Frida Mingas went solo from Kidney Thieves and put out an EP, she did it through Kickstarter. And I worked with her. I worked with her. I did some artwork for stickers that were part of the giveaway for that. Yeah, so we got. I got to chat with her here and there a little bit, and uh, she was a cool gal. And she had really great, pra- great uh, packages for her Kickstarter. So, anyway, so that would be anyway. art design by Small Giant. Yeah, plug. <laughs> there you go. Hey. It's our That's own awesome. show. If we can't plug you, then shame on us. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> That's awesome, though, man. Yeah. yeah, I remember Thanks. when that first Kidney Thieves album came out. It blew me away, and yeah. Oh gosh. Taxi Cab Messiah. I still listen to that to this day. So anyway, that's uh, three thumbs up on Simmer. Sweet. Um, so X, we're off to a good start, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I want to find that. I'll uh, I'll look for that EP. I, uh, that makes me want to hear more, for sure. Cool. Maybe we'll do a deep dive on a future episode. Sounds good. Yeah. When, uh, yeah um i have a few i'll start with um did you guys have a chance to listen to they don't want what we want yeah yes um i really uh i've had kind of a love-hate relationship with asking alexandria since the beginning some kids introduced them to me way back in the day favorite. when i was in, yeah and in the beginning i love a good scream and a good growl but there was something about the 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 way that they did it a lot in the beginning um Mm -hmm. it was just a little over the top for me too deep or something and i i just didn't get into it that much but as they went along they started to diversify a little bit change their sound somewhat there was a little more singing they still scream when it's necessary when it needs to um Mm -hmm. and i think when uh, the lead singer came back like 2017 I think it was 2017 on the self-titled album. They really hit it. And then I think this is kind of a continuation of that. And I think this will probably be the first of what will become an album, I assume. So I really like the direction they're going in. I like the diversity of their songs. And um, I think they've just grown as a band. Um, And the lyrics are definitely better now than they were. They were just a little angry and screamy and lots of F-bombs. I really, I like, yeah. Yeah. So I I think they've just I like the lyrics on this one. Yeah, Me too. I would say yeah. that too. It seems to be a lot of those bands that came out w- with them, like around the same time, they've all kind of, you know, they're they're past the teen angst thing, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they've grown as musicians and songwriters, which, you know, most good musicians and songwriters will grow and will change a little bit. But yeah, I really like the lyrics on this song. Uh, it sounded, this song feels a little uh, anthemic. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it really kind of feels like an anthem. It's got that quality. I don't really know how to describe it other than that, but the, it has that feel for sure. Yeah, um, you're right. And yeah, I don't, I, I, I didn't love the song 
but I feel like the more I listen to it, it'd probably grow on me a little bit. You should check out their self-titled from a few years ago. It's right similar to this. It's a good step. Cool. Yeah, I, li- I liked it enough that I think I would do that too. I would go check out <clears throat> some other stuff that they've done. I'm This is the first thing I've ever heard of them, so uh, I'm kind of a newbie. But I did like it, and I um, I thought it was a good mix of of you know feelings and a well put together song and I did like the lyrics and I especially liked uh it's like we're all pushing all these buttons trying to start a war amongst ourselves but we don't know but we don't know what we want um yeah so I'll I'll go back and listen to their self-titled thing too excellent so we gosh we're three for three tonight fellas I know it's like a love <laughs> is that anyone going to break the string <laughs> well <laughs> well Monday let's find out if it's you <laughs> Hit us up. What came All out? Right. Do we want an album or a single? <laughs> Let's hit the single so that we can uh, be four for four. I'll just bet we we're going to be. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to, you want to make sure we hit four for four. I'll I'll do one that I know we both had. Is the the new Hatebreed single? Yep. It's mm-hmm. called When the Blade Drops. And what I love most about this is that that blade dropped on Valentine's Day. So <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so apparently this is a single, and, and it will remain a standalone single. This will not be on their forthcoming album that they just finished recording. So that's that? interesting, which, you know, Slipknot just did that. So And Joss is tight with Corey, so who knows? Is it, uh, is it one of those things where they feel like it's not going to fit a project? It was just they had, they had some inspiration and did it? I don't see where it would have a problem fitting in, but whatever. Uh-huh. They just wanted to put a song out, I guess. It's pretty balls out, straight ahead, slamming hate breed. Just it's it's uh-huh. yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's it's fun as they lop off people's heads because they're a little too high and mighty. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> metaphorical uh, blades are dropping. I love yeah, I thought this was uh an excellent song. Um it was slapping as the kids might say. <laughs> oh, uh, but definitely was a rager. Um yeah. I did like the message, you know, bringing people down to you know, cutting them down to size so to speak. Um yeah. but yeah, it, you're right. It's hate breed three and through through and through and uh I loved it. I thought it was a great great track. It was short. It was like it hit you I, hard I mean, and then it was out. It's like three. Well, that's hate breed too, man. Like their first album, I think on their first album, most of the songs were like two minutes or less. So, I mean, that's, that's that's a hardcore thing. Yeah. I just want, I want to acknowledge the line with every crown comes the guillotine. I think that's brilliantly written. Yep. Um, Excuse me. Excuse me. It's guillotine. Oh, is it? You Philistine. (laughs) (laughs) I think either is acceptable because we're not French. So, <laughs> we well, with every crown comes a guillotine. There you go. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, but I think I mean I I really like that really stuck with me because you know I love I I like lyrics a lot and I love to write and sometimes it's so hard to get something across in one simple sentence. But you know that seems to be right the end. You know if you're in power, that's kind of normally how your path ends back in the day yeah it's cool i you know i listen to justice podcast and he's been talking a lot lately about 
some of the lyrics for some of the songs and I'm pretty excited to hear it. One he keeps bringing up is uh, he wrote, he watched Conan the Barbarian mm-hmm. and which, you know, he, of course he had seen before, but he just watched it and he was like, man, I'm going to write a song about Conan. So he's like, I got a barbarian song on this album. Sweet. <laughs> like, I want to hear that. Yeah, his yeah. podcast is excellent. I don't get to listen to it all yeah. the time, but when I do, I really enjoy it. We should we should acknowledge the fact that we have, we live in this world where someone can watch a movie, be inspired, write a song, put it out on their own, talk about it on their own podcast. We can talk about them talking about it on our podcast. I mean, it's a pretty cool world that we live in right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tea bags. What's your number two? Well, this one's super recent. Uh, <laughs> it's super new to me. You know? As usual, if you haven't listened to the show, tea bags always cheats. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is. And I inadvertently cheated. This is like me like getting like a pair of shoes from TJ Maxx that have been out for like two years. But um, it's called uh, Something Dangerous by Kenga. And I'd never really heard any of it, but I have a friend in Atlanta, and he always is sending me stuff saying, hey, this sounds right up your alley. So I was driving, listened to it. It really hit me, and um, that's why I picked it. I've been now kind of diving deep with them and checking out their stuff. I would agree with him that this is right up your alley. <laughs> did you get that's the feel that that beginning sounded like nine inch nails yes oh, very that's much. The, oh that's the that's the reason that i wanted you guys to review it was because it sounds exactly like somewhat damaged it's almost exactly the same thing so i wrote down cool build very nine inch nails <laughs> yep yes yes uh which normally but would turn me once off. it yeah really? once it once it builds up it yeah. never really changes like it's fairly simple structure wise Mm -hmm. but it's good it's good i like it yeah so let me get this straight so if it sounds like nine inch nails and it's not nine inch nails then you just feel like it's a ripoff and don't like it normally normally or if it's so close that it sounds like it's going to be a cover with no creativity then i'm i'm kind of out and it started off that way it started off like they just completely ripped off, but didn't even have the right tools. They didn't have like Trent studio to do it in. So it was whatever they had lying around. But I mean, honestly it was, it worked for me. And the more that I listen to other tracks by them, the more I'm starting to dig them. And, you know, I just love that when you find new music. So I have not a lot to say about it cause I don't know any backstory, but I just know that I listened to it while I was driving. I liked it and I shared it. Do you give Buck yeah, Cherry a pass? Oh, see oh. <laughs> no. that's, that's a precedence right there. <laughs> that's Man. a no go. <clears throat> um, yeah, I liked it too. That was, uh, but I just couldn't get away from that nine inch nails opening. So, yeah, I would. That's that's one I would encourage you guys just kind of skip around a little bit. It, um, there is a lot of stuff that doesn't change a lot, so you know, be prepared for that. But I do like it. All right, I'll check out some more. No, that I don't say that as a bad thing when I when I talk about that. I mean that I, electronic music, which you know I love a lot of electronic music, and most of that it's it is synchronized. It's uh, you know it, it's sequenced. It's it very repetitive. Like I don't have a problem with that. I it yeah. just that's something I wrote down that it was a simple structure, which. That's effective. If it's used right, it's very effective. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have to be elaborate to be good in music. Yeah. Now, typically, we tend to like things that are, but on this show, but it doesn't have to be. That's for sure. Sure. <clears throat> All right, Monday, why don't you hit us with another one? Okay. Um, let's talk about Lamb of God. Um, they put out a new single called Checkmate, which uh, should be from their upcoming album. Um, I was very excited about this because this is the first recorded material that they have released with their new drummer, Art Cruz, who okay. is a close personal friend of mine and Paul's, which is <laughs> haha, total joke. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Paul Paul actually kind of established a little bit of a relationship with Art, and he's a really cool dude. He got us into a prong show for free when he was playing with prong. I've nice. met him a couple times. Really, 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 really nice guy. And man, he's a badass drummer. And so, you know, you take a band like Lamb of God, who had all their original members still this deep into their career, their drummer leaves. I think he got hurt. He had some kind of injury. It's like a motorcycle accident and art was filling in and then something happened and their drummer left and mm -hmm. art got the gig permanently. So awesome for him. And he sounds killer. Killer. <laughs> I only got a chance to listen to that one once, but um, I liked it. I want to go back and listen to it with lyrics so I can read it. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Randy is this song. I feel like uh, he's um, enunciating a little better than he has in the past, for sure. I mean, okay. it still sounds like Randy, but he's, <laughs> uh, you you catch a lot more than you normally would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was picking out some words. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was. Some people get turned off by singing like that obviously it's not for everybody but there is i felt like especially with this song there is a, a definite lyrical flow um there was a meter to it i mean to that flow which i really liked i did check out the lyrics the vocabulary level is on high it is seriously <laughs> legit i love that oh randy's um, yeah randy's yeah. super smart man super, you can tell super smart yeah. And um, of course, that guitar is aggressive as hell. Um, I love that. I, I really like this song. It was a good start to this album. Well, you know, this is our buddy Mark Morton, right? So That's right. <laughs> We've had an when episode does... about him, I believe. Yeah. When does yeah, the album it's come a... out? <laughs> uh, what was... When does the album come out? I didn't write it down. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, relatively soon, or is it one of those like 2022? No, 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 it's no, this no, year. No. I thought I saw it was yeah. May or something, but yeah, something like that. It's not too far off, but yeah. uh, May eighth. Okay. I have heard uh, Randy has said that this the lyrics on this album are very political, which mm -hmm. that's you know that's kind of him. He's actually in the last few years he's kind of put his money where his mouth is and he's been doing some protesting and all kinds of different stuff. So he's, he's going to be uh, slinging some mud on this one. It sounds like. <laughs> all right. As long as it's smart. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that, but 
Okay, so we're still kicking it, guys. That's one, two, three, four. That's like six for six. Hot streak. <laughs> All right. Is, yeah. So um, I will bring into the mix Pearl Jam mm -hmm. because they have Gigaton. Gigaton. I'm not sure how you say that. Potato, potato. But um, that's their upcoming release, and that's a month away. Man. A little under a month. Okay. Um, and so far, they have released two songs, Super Blood Wolf Moon and mm. Dance of the Clairvoyant. Yes. Based on these two songs, I have no idea what this album is going to sound like. <laughs> no. Can I just say that yes. what's it calls it? Dance of the Clairvoyant? Mm -hmm. yeah. That sounds like a straight-up Talking Heads song. Yes, it does. Holy crap. I do hear that, too. When you said that in text, I, or one of our messages, yeah. You're, you're dead on right there. There's a definite yeah. David Byrne feel when when he's singing um and then there's like a little muse or something like that in there because of the uh electronics involved as well yeah which is still mm -hmm. very different for pearl jam um and i'm glad to see that they are continuing to evolve um and i'll be honest i know i've talked with you about this before tony we were huge huge fans through the first three records and then since that time we've been a little spotty with them as far mm -hmm. as the albums go. And I will listen to it in that time period right after they come back, but I don't find myself going back and listening mm -hmm. to those albums all the way through again. Um, right. I may pick out a song here or there. So I am excited about this, I'm cautiously optimistic, but after hearing these two songs, um, just that they are so different, it looks like they are kind of stretching themselves a little bit. Yeah. I'm you know, kind of excited to hear what they do with the rest of it. I'm definitely excited to hear what they do. Um, here's what happened for me. Dance of the Clairvoyant came out and I liked it a lot. It was different. Um, it did have, it did have that feel that Jeremy's talking about and um, all in all, I liked it. And then I started getting more Pearl Jam stuff in my feed because I had listened to Pearl Jam and that, you know, that's just the way it goes now with smartphones and smart devices, which then brought up like, um, people reacting to Pearl Jam unplugged live back in the day, you know? <clears throat> so then I would go and watch them perform like black or oceans or porch or something live. And then this came out and had I not seen what they used to be. And I don't, I don't mean to be that guy, but um, it was really hard for me. It was almost like this is, even though it's the same people, it's like, it's like, I don't know how to, <laughs> Somebody went through some sort of like accident and amnesia and came out. And now this is, this is Pearl Jam after a bus accident. So <laughs> they're still playing, but they're definitely not the same people. Their brains have changed. So um, I don't know. In contrast to how it all just went on the timeline. I don't think I've given this one a fair shake, but it's mediocre to me. Well, I am 100% not afraid to be that guy when it comes to Pearl Jam. <clears throat> <laughs> I pretty much completely stopped listening to them after verses. So I only made it two albums in. Oh, well, okay. Uh, but I love those two albums. I really yeah. do. Uh, man, when verses kicks off, what's the first song? The animal. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's, sorry, that's the other one. Yep. Man. God, that's such a good song. But yeah. these first two songs, they, you know, well, we were supposed to be talking about, super blood wolf moon but um yeah. both songs I, I they're good they're not 
bad at all. Yeah, huh. This one is, I mean, Superblood Wolf Moon is like, it's just a, like a fun rocker. It's got a great, the drum beat, man, mm-hmm. uh, just a driving rock drum beat. So it's good, but I just, I don't know. I don't care about Pearl Jam. <laughs> I know. Well, and as a, Steve, you you can weigh in on this too because I know you and I share like not that you don't love lyrics, Jeremy, but your your lyrics can make or break it for me. And I, coming out of those albums, I mean, Eddie has such a great way of writing, and then he got really political, and then I just don't. There's things I connect on on each album, but I haven't really connected for a while with his lyrics. I don't think his obsession with Neil Young. Right. You don't think who I love, I love Neil Young, but um, on super blood, I don't, I had trouble. I listened to it a couple times through and like, I, it's so funny because I listen to so much metal, but like I I listened to Eddie Vedder and I can't figure out what the hell he's saying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even on the (laughs) good albums, we couldn't understand what he was saying sometimes. Yeah. I did like that breakdown in Super Blood um, in the middle of the song. There's nice guitar work there. And like you yeah. said, Jeremy, the drums yes. are nice. Yeah. So I like them. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic because I really want a Pearl Jam record that I can sink my teeth into again because yeah. I never get past. What will happen is I'll listen for a week or two. Something else will mm-hmm. come out and I'm done. And I don't go yep. back. Um, yes. And I want something I can go back to and feel good about again. We'll see. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. All right. So we'll we're six point five out of seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Dead fair. Ed. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break <laughs> before we hit the last couple that we've got, and um, let's prepare for our challenge next week. And uh, yeah. this week, tea bags will be issuing the challenge. So, what do you have for us? Yeah. Well, I was thinking we. Uh, started this podcast, you know, where we've got a lot of episodes under our belt and we've had a few guests on. So I'd like to know if you could have any guest on, who would you have? And then I want you to come up with two questions. One has to be something about one question has to be related to the music or the song or the process. And then the second question has to be something based. I don't want to say as original as you can be, but I watch a lot of interviews with a lot of artists and when they actually get asked a question that they haven't been asked 4,000 times, you know, they kind of like, they get it, they dig in on the interview. So what's something like deep cut type stuff that you'd like to know from one of those artists that maybe isn't a common question. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So something out of the box, outside the box, and then something about music or the process. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Just related to, yeah, their music or their art somehow. And we're going to put some stipulations here. You can't use Trent and you can't <laughs> use Maynard. What? We've done that stipulation. <laughs> Do you, I'm yeah. you see the steam coming off his head. I, know. <laughs> I think we well, just, uh, I think we just cut both of Tony's hamstrings. <laughs> you did. It was a Achilles. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who my third is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Any better. Why the hell won't you write 10.2? Whatever. Oh, man. All right. That is a great challenge. That will be fun. Um, it's going to make me should, work. We should try to surprise each other. Try what? We should try to surprise each other. 
Okay. I'll surprise you. <laughs> no, you'll cheat and you'll have both of them sitting at the table. Yeah. Well, Maynard's real name isn't Maynard, so maybe I'll have I'll have this James Keenan fella. Yeah, he's the lead singer of Poosifer. <laughs> uh, oh, Poosifer is supposed to have another album coming out this year. Uh, I think it's 2021, isn't it? Yeah, 2020. You're right. You're right. They're going to be yeah. working out this year, which yeah. is exciting. That's why I was asking about albums because it's almost like that Disney Plus stuff. I, you know, I click on something I want to watch on Disney Plus and it's like, that'll be available in 2022. Oh, <laughs> cheaters. Yeah. Is Tool on the shortest um, tour cycle ever? Yeah, well, it goes around um, Maynard's harvests and wine and stuff like that. So, yeah. Doing it but in chunks. I think they make a million dollars a show, is what I read last. What? So, how many do you have to do, really? You know? <laughs> Gosh, we're in the wrong business. <laughs> Anybody here know how to write music or play yeah. anything? <laughs> <laughs> I can write a Pearl Jam song, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but we digress. Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> that is an awesome challenge. Challenge accepted. <clears throat> so let's get back to business. Um, over the uh, hiatus that we had, the one, the only Ozzy Osbourne yeah. released an album. And uh, Oh, yeah. Metalhead, what did you think? Well, Ozzy was, I mean, <laughs> kind of my first love when it came to heavy music like you know i remember hearing stuff when i was a kid and you know a lot of what my uncle was listening to got got in you know like the quiet riot def leopard scorpions acdc that kind of stuff he was into all that but i never really dove in until i found about the same time was guns and roses and ozzy and man, I went deep on Ozzy. Like I immediately got all of his stuff I could get my hands on, went back and got the Sabbath stuff. The first CD I ever owned was Black Sabbath. So nice. Ozzy's, Ozzy's my man. He, he is my Prince of Darkness. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, now be that guy. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed this album. The first time I listened to it, I did not love it. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. The more I learn about it, the more I like it. Because I wasn't sure who was on the album. I know uh, I knew uh, Zach was not on this one. So I wasn't sure who it was. And then when I looked, I was like, holy shit, he's got a great band. <laughs> so kind of the mastermind behind it is uh, Andrew Watt, who Ozzy met when he did the post Malone song because uh -huh. uh, Watt works a lot with post Malone. And so they met and they hit it off and I, I don't know how it all got started, but you know, they decided to work together and most of the like instrumentation, a lot of the guitar keyboards, that kind of stuff, all of the production, a lot of the songwriting, it's all Andrew Watt. So that's interesting because I didn't know who the hell he was and pretty good. So, and then you look and like Duff McKagan plays bass on pretty much every song. Chad Smith is the drummer on pretty much every song. Is it really? Uh, Slash. Huh? I didn't know that about Chad Smith. Yep. Cool. Yep. And uh, Slash 
threw in a couple solos, Tom Morello's on a couple songs and the, and of course, you know, Posty's got to show up again. So, because yeah. they're apparently best friends now. So they were excellent <laughs> live when they played that song. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, really that good. Was great. Yeah. I, but I, I do like Posty. I'm, I'm a little hit and miss on him, but I like him a little. He's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his song that he did on this one, the it's a raid. Uh, I mean, it's, that's like the hardest song on the album and it's great. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, my standouts are probably the first track straight to hell. It's a great song. Um, mm-hmm. Ordinary man with Elton John. I love it. I love the lyrics. Yes. I love the sentiment. It's a fantastic song. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a raid. So that's my, three favorites so far as I've gone through it. Yeah. I'm very close to you on that one. Straight to hell. The lead off track felt like some old Ozzy Osbourne to me. Um, and, and I love that. I love that. And I liked the album a lot. Um, ordinary man kind of got me because, you know, he, Ozzy's been in the news lately for being sick or, you know, or Parkinson's or something. Um, and I always, when an artist will actually go, that far to be that kind of sentimental about or, and raw about what they're doing. Like when Bowie, you know, his last album, he had some stuff on there too. So, and I love the Elton John thing. I was, I was surprised that that mixture worked so well for me. Um, yeah. And it's a rate was great. So I really, if I started those three tracks, um, I'm on the same page as you Monday. Yeah. I, um, ordinary man, like I was listening to that. I think it was on in the car when uh, Lacey and I were in the car and I told her, I said, you know, I said, when Ozzy finally dies, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not going to be in a good way. <laughs> it's going to be oh, ugly. No, no. I'm going to be ugly crying. <laughs> well, For sure. you can rest assured that he won't die an ordinary man. Yeah. Which, no which he keeps, you know, and there he says, I don't want to die. Well, you're not, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. he may have been a bad guy and higher than the blue sky, but he's definitely not dying an ordinary man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Plus, best lyric ever is in Straight to Hell. I'll make you scream. I'll yeah. make you defecate. <laughs> yes. He what was that song? Old, so uh... I, I imagine <laughs> he does defecate when he screams. <laughs> Nobody else could pull that off. No, uh, that's true. That's uh, awesome. What saying, Steve? <laughs> I don't even remember now. Oh, so what, what was, was that, that song? song a long time ago? Uh, I think it was an R&B song where she said she's going to defecate on your microphone. Oh, gosh. gosh. I don't know. I'm going to have to find that um, now. It wasn't Iggy Azalea, was it? No, it was, it was prior to that, I think. Hmm. It sounds yeah. like something the Lady of Rage might have was, said back was in the It wasn't Lauren Hill, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know what? Maybe. Now that you say that. Well... Um. I think it was actually. I don't know if it was her or Fuji's. Um, the Fuji's. We yeah, both nailed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> we nice. sure do know our defecation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know. Well, aren't we children? We are. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and it was nice to see. You know, we saw Ozzy in concert uh, last year, yeah. Monday, and. You know, it was the final one. Who knows if it really will be, but I felt so good that I finally saw him. 
Um, yeah, me too. It's nice to see that he's putting out more music. So yeah, because I cooking. I had never seen him of all you know through all the years I'd never seen him. I saw Black Sabbath. I saw him was Black Sabbath, but not solo. So I, I was I'm very happy that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he really sounded cool. awesome. He sounds amazing on this record. So, yeah, yeah, his voice is still good, still solid. And you kind of wonder with the Parkinson's what that will do. Uh, well, okay, I can speak to that a little bit because they had like a when they when this came out on Ozzy's Boneyard on Sirius XM, mm-hmm. they were playing the weekend it came out. They were playing several times like a like a special, an album release special. And he was there, uh, Andrew Watt was there, Duff was there, and I think that was it. But they were, yeah, Ozzy did not sound good. Uh, he sounded just like a frail old man. <clears throat> like it, it was, it made my heart hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a tough thing. I happen to work around that a lot. And, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, there's not much to say about it. You hate to, you hate to see even the ordinary man go through that, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. And, um, but you know, the people that I work around that, that are fighting that disease, um, they battle like nobody that I've seen. There's a thing called rock city boxing where they do a lot of actual, um, boxing workouts and, you know, whatever. And I've seen people come in and, start the program on walkers and leave the program, you know, actually jogging around the track. So yeah, I think my uncle uh, goes there for that. Does he? he has Parkinson's. Okay. Yeah. Does he? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the ordinary man fighting it. And I, I know I'm keep playing on that title, but you know, you've got Ozzy hopefully who has a good team of people and time to do what he needs to do. So, you know, hopefully he can fight it off as long as he, as long as he can. <clears throat> that is an awful lot of music that has been released in the past month or so and um it's all been pretty good we've all reviewed very well so we just uh, have a couple more to go and um i didn't i was not aware of this person the next one who's up and uh, his solo album but um i found myself really drawn to it it's uh kirk winstein or winstein we're not sure and the album (laughs) is dream in motion I should know that, but I can't ever keep it straight. I think it's Winstein. <laughs> I think. We're just going to roll know. with it. It's Winstein. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. <clears throat> but he's been around for a long time. Tony, you need to like him because he's from New Orleans. Okay. Done. Um, he's <laughs> from there. He lives there. He's all about it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, He's been around for a long time. He is the front man, singer, guitar player, main songwriter in a band called Crowbar. Mm-hmm. And Crowbar is famous for being kind of like a doom sludge kind of metal band. They're, a lot of their songs are slow and droney and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he brought quite a bit of that to this solo album. This is his first solo album that he's ever done. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. This, this is one that I can just, I could put this on and repeat all day and just kind of get lost in it. Um, this has a lot more melody than is usually in a crowbar album. Uh, they tend to be a little heavier, 
than this is. Um, but there's nothing, yeah, I don't think there's anything really shocking on it if you know Kirk's work. Um, his voice is definitely unique. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those guys where he sounds like he gargles with gravel and then he just keeps <laughs> a little bit of it in there just to keep consistency, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but I, he can actually, he sings, he can get pretty high. He he can hit some high notes and uh, it, it's great. But uh, my, I had three standout tracks is the, the lead off track. The title track is dream in motion. Uh, there's a song called once again, I really like. Oh yes. And uh, the last <laughs> song on the album is uh, he does a cover of aqua lung. <laughs> it's great. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. We we had so much to review, and I had limited time with the. I like I told you guys, I broke a tooth, so I've been trying to deal with that stuff. But um, uh, just based on what you're saying, Jeremy, I'm definitely going to give it its due. It's cool. I, I you don't have to be familiar with Crowbar to like this, mm-hmm. but I I would be interested if you listen to this and then go back and listen to some Crowbar, like what you think. Okay. Yeah, I I was not aware of Crowbar, and I enjoyed this. I don't know that it sounds like anything else that I've really listened to. Yeah. Um, it's very unique, and I I think you really could go two ways on this. You could love his voice, or it could be a turnoff. I yeah. really liked his voice, and I think the emotion in his voice really comes across. Uh, Dream in Motion was excellent. Um, I love the guitar. Um. I haven't had a ton of time to sit down and like check lyrics and do all that, but it seemed to be a song about his life's journey, I assume. Um, And I think that's probably where the emotion comes from, which I really dug. And then uh, Jeremy, you mentioned once again, and that was another standout for me. Um, I think that was actually even better than dream in motion. Um, It was really good, really emotional. And um, yeah, his, I, I, there's something about his voice. I really like just seems really authentic. Yeah. Um, good it's good it's album. cool if yeah if you have a chance to he's been on josta's show several times like i said i he uh josta manages him and crowbar and all of that so they're really good friends um but if you hear him talk it, it's it's it, you hear him talk and it, it, it's no shock to hear what he sounds like when he sings because it that it doesn't go away it's just like he's got some gravel just st- stuck in there rumbling around he he reminds me of what uh the thing from fantastic four should sound like if he was a singer yeah yeah oh uh, that's good i'm gonna tweet to him and ask him to say his clobbering tongue yeah. Also, if you're if you're looking for more music to listen to, uh, Kirk was in a supergroup called Down. That was it was him, uh, Phil Anselmo, um, Pepper Keenan from COC. Uh, I think at when they formed it, the bass player from Crowbar was also in it, and then the drummers, another New Orleans guy. I think his name's Jimmy Bauer. Yeah, they're 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 all about New Orleans. They're all from New Orleans mostly. So okay. Lots of their first album born there. Yeah, their first album is called Nola. Okay, I'm sold. 
and the <laughs> disc when you open the CD, the picture on the CD is like the Superdome and like the really, yeah, okay. yeah. You mean the Mercedes Benz Superdome? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? What was the supergroup called again? Down. Down. Yeah, okay. I'm just scheduling a tattoo. <laughs> okay. Oh. Excellent. We are on a hot streak. We have one more um, teaser that came out while we were on hiatus. And uh, Monday, why don't you set us up? Um, are you wanting me to talk about Testament, I'm assuming? Yeah, I assume so, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, you had you had mentioned another one, so I wasn't sure. But uh, yeah, Testament, one of my favorite bands, thrash band. Love them. Um, they have they put out a new single. They have a new album coming out real soon. Uh, the song's called Night of the Witch. And man, uh, if you love Testament, you gotta love this song because it, it's it ticks all the boxes. Uh, <laughs> this lineup of the band is mm-hmm. man. They've been on the last three or so albums, I think. And man, they they are just firing on all cylinders. It's they're so good. I don't. And uh, I listened. It was like an assault. It was great. I mean, and it's coming. It came at a good time. Like I'm just trying to start working out again, and I need some music, you know. And so, but it was like a six and a half minute track, and I'm like, how do these people drum and play like that? Oh, yeah. He kicked that double bass seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be the atomic clock, Mr. Gene Hoagland, who is about the best there is. He's, he's, yeah, he's amazing. Gosh. Yeah. And, and, it, and uh, it, it, in like in this onslaught, it managed to put in an, like this ominous kind of sound, these creepy ass lyrics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. interesting. It was a good song. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Chuck Billy, the singer, is how many different voices he uses. Um, and yeah, he can sing kind of high and he, mm-hmm. he can go super low growly and everything in between. He can scream, he can do it all. And he's amazing. That makes a difference too. I think for, you know, you and I have talked about it a lot. Like sometimes I'll go in and out with this genre, but you get somebody that can, switch it up too and it just it helps it helps to listen to an entire album you know what i mean for me from an outsider's perspective yeah. i really like the dynamics in the song they had some you know a lot of different riffs and man yeah like we we mentioned the drums uh gene hoagland is ugh, mm, mm. one of the best that's a real testament to their to their talent jeremy Oh no! Yeah, I know. I wanted to end on a dad joke. So, <laughs> can you throw "Ordinary Man" in there one more time? <laughs> yeah. I'll try. I wasn't going to bring any more attention to that one. <laughs> well, so that brings us to the end of that. <clears throat> That's all I had as far as the new music um, that I checked out while we were gone. Anybody else have anything left? Uh, not yeah. on the list. Oh. Go ahead, Monday. Okay, cool. Um, I actually, I told the the boys, my my boys, what we were going to be talking about. And I said, I told them, I said, hey, if you got anything new you're listening to, you're excited about, let me know. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Thane, uh, my youngest, he told me that he's been listening to the uh, Ozzy album a lot. So, uh, that, boy. That, yeah, that, that did a dad, did a metal dad <laughs> proud. Yeah. Did you take him out to eat immediately? <laughs> Son, let's celebrate. <laughs> so, but they both told me about, um, so there's a rapper named Denzel Curry. Um, he's pretty big right now. Um, so him and this producer named Kenny Beats mm-hmm. put out a project called Unlocked. And it is, it's basically an eight song EP. Um, and they did... <laughs> Uh, Justice sent me a link to this video that they did for it. It's basically like a short film. It's like around 24 minutes long, but it, it's, it goes through the whole EP and on each song they did like a different kind of animation. Mm. So it's like several different styles of animation. Like there's one that looks like a, uh, like a kind of like a Japanese horror kind of thing. There's one that's like makes kind of feels like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. There's one that looks like kind of a robot chicken type <laughs> stop motion thing. Like it's really yeah. cool. The it's really cool. The animation is amazing. And uh, the, the music, I, 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 you know, I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but it's pretty good. Okay. It's not, I told Justice, I'm like, this is not something I would listen to every day, but it's good. These guys are mm-hmm. obviously talented and mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool. I'm adding it to my Spotify list to listen to. So thank them for that. Uh, I like the titles on it. It has a lot of like a Mr. Robot feel to it. They have like .pkg and .m4a and stuff like that. A lot of uh, Mr. Robot-ish stuff. Well, it's pretty cool. Like in it, you'll see in the video, like they, they, it's basically like they get thrown into this computer program because mm-hmm. they lost the files on the computer and they have to go into the computer to find the files. Oh, cool. So each song they have to, it's, they go through this style of animation to try to mm-hmm. find the file for that song. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll check that out for sure. Speaking of rap, the thing I was going to bring up was um, <clears throat> I had text Steve, but um, Rap God from Eminem was nearing a billion views, and there was a counter that you could kind of like watch, and um, it was amazing. I mean, just I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, I've put out YouTube videos before too, and you check for two weeks and you're up to 50 views, you know, <laughs> but this is like, this is just a rolling counter of people all over the world watching this video still that's an old video actually you know um, and it it didn't take long to surpass a billion views and then recently Eminem I don't know if you guys have heard Godzilla off the new one but, but I love it yeah I like it too it's with Juice World, and at the end he does another whole fast rap style thing I think that's even longer than Rap God and I think it's he, it might even be faster yeah I think so yeah, he well, he's put it. out yeah I think so well, he's put out he's put out a um, Godzilla challenge to the fans to see if they can match his flow and post it on Instagram, and he's he's going to feature the best one. So it's kind of cool. He's pretty reclusive, so to see him, you know, reaching out there and and asking people to try to do stuff and featuring them, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good album too. Um, I enjoy mm-hmm. just about every song on it. So 
Yeah. It set some record today too. Like with being on the billboard, 10 albums at number one or something. I can't remember, but but. if he were to pass away, he wouldn't die an ordinary man. (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) Wouldn't happen. No. It's a testament to his rap skills. I feel like that was. <laughs> I feel like that was less of a pun and more of a callback. <laughs> yeah, you are correct, so. sir. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, we have more we'll, episodes to come. Yeah, don't it's worry. Been a while. We're we're just getting you know back into it. So, <laughs> um, so to sum up, in in our uh, brief hiatus. Some mm-hmm. excellent new music came out. Um, we all approve of Stabbing Westward, Haley Williams, Asking Alexandria, Hate Breed, Kanga from 2016, but new to us during the hiatus, Lamb of God, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne, Kirk Winstein, Testament, and Kind of Pearl Jam. Out of this whole group, if you'd asked me 10 years ago... <laughs> Who are you going to want to listen to the most? Pearl Jam would have been number one on the list, and now they are down at the bottom of about a 10 group. Isn't that insane? Yeah, it's insane. (laughs) But, I mean, well, Tony and I have gone a couple times to see him. I mean, we were pretty obsessed when it came out. I mean, I was, I think, freshman in college or whatever, Mm -hmm. and um, it was a huge, huge deal for us. Yeah. And it fell off quickly. Yeah, but they still have such a catalog. Like, even if they're pulling a couple of the good songs off the not so great albums, it's like they can do a two hour show and you're not bored. No, and it was the we went to see them in Wrigley and it was a great show for yeah, sure. But I just I wanted that feeling where I'm just waiting with anticipation for the album and, and to mm-hmm. jump right in. And if I miss it by a couple of days, I'm not going to be upset. That's yeah. where I am. So, yeah. All cards on the table. I feel like I would be bored at a two-hour Pearl Jam show. <laughs> Fair enough. Just saying. Well, I'm not going to ask you then. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay we'll with leave that. you in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got anything else? Nope. I think that's it. Let's let everybody know where we can find you. Monday. I'm on Instagram at Metalhead Monday. Two bags. Uh, I'm hanging out on our Facebook page, so wandering and wool, wanderings and wool gathering uh, at uh, at the Facebooks. T bags is hanging out. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, all right, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Foggy's Pal. You can also find me at BreakTheFourth.com and Sports Media Pass Writing. Until next time. We will see you and we'll be rocking out. Bye now. Bye.